Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Uh, my next guests, they are here. I have two of them. One, uh, two, it's supposed to be three in studio, but I have two in studio live. One is at home. She's She traveled worldwide and she came back a little sick, but I forgive her. My next <laughs> guest is uh, Sonia Fears and uh, her two daughters, Rhea and Ayana. Uh, Ms. Fears is the uh, vice president of global sports and entertainment director at Morgan Stanley. Uh, Rhea and Ayana are, are also financial advisors at Morgan Stanley under the Fears Group umbrella. Uh, for over 80 years, Morgan Stanley has been helping families and people of all ages navigate their financial lives. Sonja's team works with families to understand how their money can be used to accomplish their goals and help them plan for their future so that they can enjoy all life all that life has to offer. This is a family. Yes, this is a financial family that works together. Is on the show to talk about stock, retirement, and financial planning. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Sonia, and her incredible two daughters, Rhea and Ayana. They are the Fears Group. Welcome. Thank you so much, Rashawn. It's a Absolute pleasure to be here, to be back. Um, that's right. You are returning. That's right. <laughs> brought, brought, brought back the crew with you. That's huh? right. That's right. So just um, love the fact that uh, you saw it fit to bring me back. And I welcome this opportunity. Well, I, well, before I get to your daughter, you know, we got to talk, you know, because of the fact some. that you made an impact on my show because of the fact that, you know, a predominant black radio station play music. You know, that's, that's just, mm-hmm. I don't care what format you are, all over this country. I, I, I had a relationship with Steve Harvey where we syndicated on music stations. So I'm well aware of the power of music. What we lack is in financial literacy. And so I've, I've been so blessed to be on WCLK where they actually stopped the music and allowed me to do a show about entrepreneurship, financial leadership, and community uplift. And then this hour, when you came on the show, I feel you impacted some people's lives mm-hmm. because you gave them information. And this time you brought back your crew. 
your crib. Now, I, <laughs> see, I, I, I didn't expect, I expected Raya, but then you brought back a, another side crew that I knew nothing about this first time I'm meeting her. So please introduce us to your family, which are your daughters, and we'll talk about how you started this financial journey for you, and then how was it introduced to your daughters to make this a comfortable uh, community that operates under the Fears Group, which is at Morgan Stanley. The floor is yours, Sonia. Thank you. Thank you. So I've been in financial in this space um, for six. This is my 16th year. Um, But really, uh, I started even before this. I've been I've done mortgages. I've done taxes. Um, I always loved numbers. I wanted to major in math in in, in college. I I have a degree in chemistry. Mm -hmm. And, And so when I discovered the world of investing um, really to be a financial advisor. And and your previous guest said it before. It was a collision of all the things that I've done. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, I've been a business owner. So I, I'm an entrepreneur um, doing taxes, um, doing mortgages and just being able to. My, my goal was to be a personal CFO for individual. And that is the thought that I had in mind. Mm -hmm. And this is that. This is um, a passion for me because it is, it's everything that I've done in one place. So it's, it's a, it's a natural thing. So that's, that's how I got into this business. And this is how I realized this is where I was meant to, um, to be. Rhea um, believe it or not, she was to be an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. And last year in Emory, and I'm, I'm going to let her introduce herself, she decided that um, with a math and economics degree, she wanted to go into finance. And she put it out there. I said, well, if you're going to apply <laughs> to all these different companies, you might as well apply to Merrill Lynch. That's mm-hmm. where I was before Morgan Stanley. Mm-hmm. And she did. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of the fears group. Before you, before she says something now, you was at Merrill, Merrill Lynch. Lynch. Then you moved over to Morgan Stanley. Yes. There had to be some doubt, some, some, as they say, were you comfortable making that move? Did you question? Did people, who did you seek out to say, I'm comfortable over here, but I see a bigger opportunity over here? It was one of the hardest decisions I've made. You know, so so when you're somewhere where you think you're at the top of your game. Right. And it's really comfortable and you're being embraced because you're getting the perks of the job. Mm-hmm. To make that decision to move, it's it's a hard decision. <laughs> But it, it was a decision that I made for a few um, reasons. One of the most uh, important reason was my other daughter that's sitting here. Mm-hmm. I wanted all of us to be together. I wanted to build a legacy that she could be a part of, that Rhea could be a part of. And she really, she tried out Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't work out for her. Mm -hmm. So I made a decision that we're all going to do this together at Morgan Stanley. Okay, now you can introduce her. (laughs) 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 Had to get get this transition out. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's it. And and so Ayana Fears, that's my my other daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, And believe it or not, totally um, outside of the financial world, she has a degree in health services. Mm -hmm. And that's just to say, wherever you start, 
this could be where you end up. And it's an amazing career. This is uh, an opportunity for families anywhere to build a legacy that you can start and you can have them finish. I used to tell people it's like running a relay. Mm-hmm. Okay, you start the relay mm-hmm. and you'll run 500. And when you get to that end, you don't start over again. You pass that baton where you left off. And that is what this industry allows you to do. You know, I say I've never heard your mama preach before. You know, <laughs> yeah. She's preaching over there. You know, I, I'm moving around in my chair over here. <laughs> As I say, gonna pass that baton. <laughs> it sounds like that's motivation. That's mm-hmm. motivation about being successful. Health to finance? Mm-hmm. How? Um, so public health, uh, degree in public health from Georgia Southern. And I always just took had like a big, strong I always had a strong footing with sciences, mm-hmm. um, but I kind of, I, I knew I liked marketing. I knew I liked business, but I saw my mother and she kind of was like, you know, like you should try. And I'm like, oh no, no. <laughs> anything you say you need to do, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I fought it for a while. I I took so many different positions and that's what really t- it took was right. me trying all those different positions and realizing it did not fit. I did it to the best of my ability, but I personally knew that wasn't for me. Right. So, Rhea, you are not in studio. <laughs> how are you feeling? I know you're a little bit under the weather, but you're a trooper. You came on the show. Tell us about how you got into this world. You know, because I know you weren't drug into it. I knew you was inspired by this uh, this wonderful preacher who's suddenly <laughs> born herself into my studio today. Your mom, Sonia. Uh, yeah, so I, so my degree was in math and economics. I think decision being, I've always been good at math. Economics was something that made sense to me. Um, I kind of got to the end of my undergrad career and kind of started playing with the idea of what would I be happy doing? What would make sense? What would what is something that would engage me um, and that I'd be excited to continue learning about? Um, and so I started looking at things within the finance within the finance field. Um, and I think even if I'm being honest, even growing up, something that was that my dad always told us um, the importance. He always kind of spoke about the importance of money, the importance of living within our means, but ultimately making sure that we could afford the lifestyle that we wanted for ourselves, um, which kind of made us challenge, okay, well, what do we want for ourselves? Um, and then how do I get there? And so I, I, I played with for a long time looking at things to be like, oh, I like that, but that's not going to get me where I want to be. Um, and so kind of being able to have that mindset early on, I think kind of helped make that decision very easy for me. And, um, and so it's, for me, it's been, it's been seven years now uh, within the finance industry. I'm enjoying it. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. And the Fears Group. Was it always the Fears Group or did it start when you came over to Morgan Stanley? No, the Fears Group started at Merrill Lynch. Right. Um, Again, so the Fears Group started when Rhea um, came into Merrill Lynch and we formed a team. Her and I. But before um, Rhea came in, 
I was there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> grinding, grinding, grinding. And it's, you know, I, I, I won't um, sugarcoat it. it. It wasn't easy. And so that's the thing, you know, to really understand that you have to want it. Mm-hmm. I used to say, and I used to say to there's a, a, a guy, a black guy that was in the building and he owned his shoe shine business. Mm-hmm. And I used to go and talk to him in the evenings when I was leaving mm-hmm. and or taking a break, really. And I would tell him, they're going to have to drag me out of here kicking. <laughs> I'm going to make it. Mm-hmm. And and I was the second black female to graduate um, the training program at Merrill Lynch out of the Atlanta bucket office. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just to give you an idea of what this industry is, um, Merrill Lynch have 17,000 plus um, financial advisors. Of that 17,000 plus, there were 25 black female financial advisors. 17,000. 17,000. 25. 25. I was one of the 25, and when Rhea came and joined me, she was the second one of the 25. And you're not considered a full-fledged financial advisor until you graduate the training program. So they get a lot of trainees in, right? Right. And so they could use those numbers, but it's a revolving door. They come in and they go out. They Mm -hmm. come in and they go out to make it through the training program, which is a three and a half training, um, three and a half year training program. That's when you become a financial advisor. Twenty five of us nationally across the country. So when Riel and I left, that was 10 percent of all the black female and financial advisors that the company had in the country. You know, when you hear that, Ayana, what, what words do you mind? I will not only hear it, but I saw it. Right. So mm-hmm. I sat in Merrill for uh, for a little bit mm-hmm. and I saw where people would come in and I saw when they would leave. Mm-hmm. And so I saw where there was the need for not just a mentorship, but like an advocate or somebody to actually kind of walk them through and say like, hey, you know, like I will help you. Mm-hmm. Or pull them up the ladder just a little bit because that's what everybody else was doing for each other. Right. You know, I'm not trying to turn this into a gloom show because it's about finances and money makes everybody mm-hmm. happy when you can get it. <laughs> and they passing out a lot of money right. out there with crypto right. and Bitcoin. And, you know, we're on a little downslide right now mm-hmm. because the stock took a little hit there. But you don't run from the stock no. market. No. You run to the stock market. You do. Okay. So how do you get in the stock market? In the fears group leadership financial planning. And so it it's getting into that training program. Mm-hmm. And and we want to encourage. So we want to tell um, students that are in middle school and high school. We we want to show you. And um, when Rhea was in the program, we reached back to her high school and had a busload of students come in. Right. And we talk to them. So, you know, to to get the education, the information um, about stocks and finance and really being able to build wealth. What does it mean? Financial literacy, wherever you can get it. We host a, a program for financial literacy. There's a lot of YouTube videos. Get it because learning about 
how to manage money, what it means to understand the stock market, the capital markets, what it means to build wealth. It's important. Right. And we need to teach it. Well, I'm sure that, like, let's go and be real. There are stereotypes. Okay. You know, and we, in our community, Mm -hmm. you are a black woman, a black person in general. Black person come in with their little money. Do you get stereotypes that I trust the white person going to do my money right and you won't do it right? Do you get that stereotype? All the time. Uh, All the time. Um, Does it make you mad? (laughs) No. You you have to understand what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you have have a client that was an athlete, right? Right. I'm in global sports and entertainment. And he was previously a client that I did mortgages with. And he told me, because it took a while for me to convince him to become a client in which I was managing his money. Mm -hmm. And he said most athletes, and they say it in the locker room, unless they look like someone that had money growing up, they weren't going to allow them to manage their money. Mm -hmm. You know, and so people that look like me um, really... AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. 
Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Is not someone that they equated to have money growing up. Right. So it's it's hard for them to think that I can trust this person and this person will understand what to do to help me grow my wealth. Right. So you have to build that trust. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And how do you build that trust? By making the money. No, well, you, you educate them first, you know, so, so it comes to the credentials, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a certified financial planner, right? Mm-hmm. It's not many of us out there that mm-hmm. that's like that. Mm-hmm. And the, the designations and the education and to be able to sit down and talk to people about what it means to manage your money, what it means to invest your money. That's, that's what it takes. People have to get a sense that they can trust you, that you know what you're talking about, that you and understand so, the seven life priorities. Right. And that's what it takes um, to really help build trust. And that's what you have to do. You have to build trust. But it takes knowledge to be able to do that and educating people to be able to do that. Awesome. And- Rashawn, if I could, I'd, I'd really like to add to that. Um, I think another part of it, because I, I started in this industry when I was 21 years old. Um, and so having that conversation with people on, well, why should I trust you at this young age to manage my money? I think a lot of times it's stepping in a space and being proactive instead of, re- instead of reactive and kind of stepping in a space of acknowledging what you may think is a concern, kind of acknowledging um, what it is you're there to do, why you're capable of doing it, and kind of being comfortable and confident standing in, okay, this is who I am, this is what I'm here to do, and ultimately, this, this is why I'm qualified. Um, and I think a lot of times, especially women, we don't necessarily feel comfortable or confident being taking that proactive stance. But I, that's definitely a big part of it. Wow. Ayana, newest to the crew? Your thoughts? Well, um, everything that they just said, but more so the being proactive, because I am, I've always been the youngest in the room or the most, what seems to be from so the what, outside. I, I, let me ask this question, because, mm-hmm. you know, you are the youngest. Right. Was it the takeaway? Because you've had the conversation come back to the house mm-hmm. at the breakfast table, at the dinner table, the frustrations, but you came because you felt you had a protection, you had mentorship. That would allow you to be successful, right? Is that why? No, I wanted it. Um, I the protection, the mentorship that helped a lot. But I'm not going to do anything that I don't want. And so I saw the life that I want, and I see the things that I want for it. And I know that this profession and all the knowledge that I've been able to gain from just being a, a fly on the wall mm-hmm. to actually being a part of it, I know that that's what I want for myself. I love it. Love it. We have a caller, uh, Rosalind in Marietta, Marietta, Georgia. How you doing, Rosalind? You're on the call with Hi. the Fears Group, and this is Rashawn McDonald, the host. How you doing? What's your question? Hi. I'm good. Hi, Rashawn. Um, I had a question for all the ladies, actually. Um, do you guys do classes or, like, 
online training or something like that? Do you where can I watch you guys or learn from you guys? Is it is it just a class? How often do you do it? You know, where can we find you? Oh, thank you for asking. So I started um, a financial literacy um, program online for what well, I said, kids of all ages, you know, because it's, it's targeted to kids. But when you're talking about investing and budgeting and savings, it's kids of all ages. We need to at 50, at 20, at 16, we need all those skills. So um, that's something that um, I will start back up and um, would love to um, to give you that information. So again, I'm with Morgan Stanley and you can look us up, the Fears Group, and I'll put it out there online. I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook um, with our financial literacy program that we're, we're starting again. What is financial literacy? Can you, can you help me with that question? Absolutely. Okay, so when we talk about fan, financial literacy, it's just understanding money, right? And how money, um, you can earn it, but how can you put it to work? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it has a job to do. So what is that job? And, and then understanding what your cash flow needs are, understanding what um, an emergency fund is, understanding saving and budgeting. Financial literacy is all of that is, is understanding from step one um, in saving um, and budgeting in saving for that emergency um, to having those monies to invest and build your wealth, understanding what a net worth is and that it's liabilities and it's your assets and it's assets minus liabilities equals your net worth. And we want that to be positive. That's how we build wealth. So that that's what financial literacy is. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. You got the ladies calling in. The ladies are running the show. I'm just the host. Stephanie, how you doing, Stephanie? What is your question for the Fears Group? And I, of course, I am the host, Rashawn McDonald. Welcome to Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Thank you. Yes. My question is, uh, when is a good age to start teaching your kids about the stock market? Oh, I love that question. Um, I tell people all the time, if you have a child that um, smile pretty and do chores in the house, you open a Roth IRA for them and teach them. Okay. So you want to start teaching them as soon as they can understand what money is. Period. Um, I, okay. I, I think another good gauge is if, if your child starts to have a favorite store or a favorite brand, um, they like their Jordans, they love them some Nike, maybe they love to go to Target. Um, I think that's a good way to start to gain interest in the stock market because they can start to kind of follow those companies that they love and the, um, the companies that they frequent um, and kind of see what that means kind of start to finish. Is it the, uh, this our, 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 uh, that's our little sick expert right there that's just piped in right there? <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> with all that important information. She, she definitely she, is. She's really, because she, she said she came into the financial game at 21 years of age. Okay. Yes. So when you say it, as soon as they start talking and understanding, okay, I have two individuals who you raised. 
Uh, Ria, can you tell us when you were when you were conscious about what the financial world was and Ayana, if you can follow up with that reaction? Because you were brought into this world, like you said, you was doing mortgage, you was doing tax mm-hmm. preparation, so you may not have been at a, at a, at a mm-hmm. uh, Merrill Lynch, but you were always tied to coordinating financial uh, financial education. Mm-hmm. So, Ria, your, your your turn to tell us how you were introduced into the financial financial world and when you bought into it. Uh, to the financial world. So, um, like you said, my, my dad was very adamant that we made sure that we always put ourselves where we could afford the lifestyle that we wanted. Um, and so I had my first job at 16 and I have probably had a job since then. Um, and then I, I think that's important is because when I got to a point where it came time to start doing, um, applying for financial aid for college or kind of figuring out figuring out why so much money came out of my first paycheck um, in taxes <laughs> and things yes. like that, I, I, my mind kind of started to turn. And I, I think kind of stepping in that space and then kind of kind of turning around and kind of seeing people be, be very vocal um, about, about companies kind of on the rise, like Amazon and Google kind of from an earlier age, I think it kind of put us in a position or that put me in a position to – allow my curiosity to kind of turn into research to kind of turn into that further knowledge. Um, I think I've always kind of taken a place of being involved again, when it came to doing for financial aid, when it came to doing my taxes, even though it wasn't, it wasn't much. Um, and even kind of opening like my first account and realizing like, Hey, you lost money because I, cause you overdrew your account. Um, and so it's, it's it was the requirement to be for me to be involved in those what were seemingly small things. It might have been things that were easy for my parents to kind of fix and kind of knock out without my attention that I kind of encouraged me to to remain engaged. Ayana, your turn. Um, for me, I think the the very first memory I have is when we um, I don't remember my age. But Rhea and I, we had to go every Saturday to this class for our church. Mm-hmm. And it was, of course, my dad's idea. My mom, you know, she's well into all the finances, but my dad always makes us go do the activities, mm-hmm. makes us count our dollars or get one dollar. You have to save it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had to do the stock market game at the uh, class every it was every Saturday or Sunday. And they basically had us do what was it was like a board game, but then it was like a stock market simulation. And it wasn't just, it started off on like the local level. And I think it went up to like a national level. Mm -hmm. If you, you know, like the stock you picked, if it started doing well. Mm -hmm. And so that was like the very first memory that I have of like really taking any type of interest into the stock market. Um, But as far as. And then you went into health. Yeah, and then I went to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to And then she came on back. The big lasso came on back. But you know, Sanjay, when we, we talk about participating, we talk about the wealth gap. You know, you do talk about, you know, the job, you know, the taxes. And can the wealth gap for black people close? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I see it happening. Um, you know, I, I see more and more, um, black people, young people interested in finances, interested in the stock market. 
um, I'm talking to more and more people that has a Robin Hood account, right? Right, mm-hmm. and are trading on their own, mm-hmm. and they're doing foreign uh, foreign exchange trading. You, you're you're seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, what is needed on top of that is really understanding what they're doing. You know, so they're doing it and they're interested. But let's talk about the steps. You know, mm-hmm. and and let's talk about what this really means. Um, I and I want to go back. Um, financial literacy, mm-hmm. right? So finance is in the middle of everything, right? And there's seven life priorities, and I and I, I want people to really make note of this. There's home. There's work. Right. There's health. We talked about health. Mm-hmm. Um, there's family. There's leisure. Right. And there's charity or giving. Mm-hmm. Those are the priorities. Finance touch every single one of those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so that's what it really takes um, to to understand um, that this is where we start. This is where we end. This is what we have to teach each other. Wow. Rhea, let's talk about, I know we have a few minutes left and I want to kind of like go to you because you, you mentioned you came in at 21. We're talking about diversity. You know, how can we create diversity on Wall Street? Is that possible? No, absolutely. I, I absolutely think it is possible. I think um, where Ayana and I are fortunate is we had that outlet. We had that resource um, that kind of already knew about the industry, that knew about the space that was kind of willing to kind of share their knowledge. I think as we stand in a place now of social media being very present and just it is easier to access information. Um, I think there are more, it is, there are more and more opportunities becoming available for diverse individuals to step in that space. I think the biggest part of it though comes down to your network, comes down to being comfortable asking the questions and kind of putting your name in the hat and kind of throwing what you want for yourself and the things that you're interested out to the people in your network. Platforms and um, like you said, you took time out of what is traditionally a music station to kind of provide that information. And if people, diverse individuals kind of take advantage of this opportunity to say, hey, that is something I'm interested in. How do I get involved? That now puts me in a position to make a recommendation or make a referral if somebody comes to me and said, hey, they want to get into the finance industry. Um, Because one, you don't know what you don't know, but two, the majority of the people in the position they are in now is based off of the relationships that they have um, in addition to the work that they put in. So if you're willing to put in the work and you can kind of continue to build on your network and and feel confident in being I guess, vulnerable to say, hey, this is where, this is what I want for myself. I might not necessarily be there now. Um, Is there any way you can kind of help me or is there any way that you know somebody that can help me? I think that goes far. And I think if we, as black people. She can talk like you. (laughs) 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 And that's a good thing. I want to thank all three of you guys, uh, ladies, excuse me, for coming on the show. Uh, Don't make this a, you know, I always invite you back every quarter. So, you know, nothing's after there are two more quarters. So next time I'm Maria in studio right. and we're gonna talk stock. We got we got we kinda learned who the family is, who the fears group right. is. And at the end, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I appreciate all three of you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for the opportunity, Rashawn. Always a pleasure. Mm-hmm.